Hey everyone, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. As a preface, I'm an 18, almost 19 year old female. This happened a couple of months ago back in March. I don't have a license and I don't have a car. I have roommates who can drive me places, but since we're college students, we're run on different schedules, and I don't really like inconveniencing people. I live in Florida, so there's plenty of places I can go to that are close by, so I'd rather just walk if I have to go to Target or the dollar store. I'll also just walk whenever I get very upset and need to calm down. With that being said, on this particular day, it was a Saturday. My then-boyfriend had kind of made me mad because he didn't text me the entire day. It's also a very long story for why I was so mad, and I'd rather not explain that. So anyway, I chose to leave my apartment complex with my wallet, backpack, keys, along with my phone and headphones. I don't know where I was headed, but I needed to clear my head. When I usually leave, I would head right out of my apartment complex, as that leads to the main road with Target and all the other shops around it. However, I didn't want to spend a lot of money at the store, which I always do when I go, so I went to the left. I had called one of my friends, jokingly saying that I was calling so if I got kidnapped, there was a witness. Thinking back on that, I think that's what jinxed me later on. Anyway, the walk that I took was pretty creepy to say the least, and I just didn't want to walk back to my apartment, so I already knew I was going to call a lift, but I just wanted to keep walking. Ultimately, I ended up at another main road on the other side. My logic was that if I kept making lefts, I would eventually make a complete circle, which ultimately got me lost. So I'd finally just chose to go back to the Wawa that I had passed and call a lift. So I walked back and I go into the Wawa, purchasing some food to eat as I waited on my lift. I was trying to save some money, and on that day, the lift's wait and save option was significantly cheaper than a standard ride, so I chose that. I know that this is probably starting to sound like a lift horror story, but trust me, it's not. I had my friend still on the phone as I sat outside at one of the tables eating my hoagie. I was seated at a table right outside of the Wawa's doors with my back facing the parking lot so that I basically had a view of the Wawa doors. As I was sitting in on my phone talking to my friend and playing a game on my phone, I had felt someone's hand on my shoulder. I had jumped and I looked at the man. He was about 5'7", Hispanic, and he looked at me in about his mid to late 30s. He looked like he was right in the middle of saying something, but when I turned and looked at him, he just walked into the store rather fast. I kind of just chalked it up to him thinking I was someone that he thought he knew, but when he saw my face, he realized his mistake and just went inside. I kind of just laughed it off with my friend when he then walks back out of the door. He looks at me and says, I forgot my wallet. I didn't say anything back. I didn't think anything was weird. Maybe just because I was facing the Wawa, he also felt a little weird about the encounter and said that when he walked back out of the door without any bags. I just shrugged it off and I went back to playing my game. About five seconds later, I feel another hand on my shoulder, along with a voice that then said, Are you ready? I turned and looked, and it was the same man. 
Right after he says that, he then smiles through his mask and walks back in the store. Now I'm getting a very bad gut feeling. I decided I was going to check the Lyft app because maybe that was my Lyft driver and maybe he had just recognized me from my picture. It would have still been weird either way though. As I opened the app, it was still saying that they were looking for drivers. This made my heart sink even further. He comes back out the door and says yet again, Are you ready? And I just look at him. He then walks behind me. I can hear his footsteps going further away. At this point, I had switched my seat so that I was now facing the parking lot. As I did, I then noticed this guy get into a white van. I know, probably sounds cliche. However, it was worse because it was a pure white Penske looking van with no words on the side and it had tinted windows. I was totally freaked out. I watched as the man gets in and instead of leaving, he then pulls up to the Wawa's corner. I could see through the Wawa's window. I sat for about 10 minutes sneaking glimpses through the window to see if the man would leave, but he didn't. I was really hoping that a Lyft driver would get there soon, but I didn't have any luck. At this point, I texted my male roommate and I asked if he was home. Thankfully he was, and he wasn't busy. I kinda gave him a rundown of the entire situation, and I told him where I was, which by car ride would be about seven minutes, excluding the stupid street lights. He told me to cancel the lift and he would come get me. At this point, I wasn't that scared anymore, just really creeped out. Finally, after about five more minutes, I see the man start to pull out of the parking spot. I didn't want him to know that I was staring at him. So I let my hair fall in front of my face and kind of looked up through my hair as he then started to drive around the bend right near the tables at the Wawa. The man was now yelling something, staring directly at me and then motioning for me to get into the van. I had started hyperventilating and I chose to get up and just walk into the Wawa. I had tried hiding behind some of the people in the aisles keeping my eyes on the van. I see the man pull up directly in front of the store and start looking through the glass windows, trying to find me. Luckily, some of the people in the store noticed how terrified I was and they actually helped hide me from the windows. I told the Wawa employees all about the man and they also helped hide me. I was now rapidly texting my roommate, asking him if he was almost there or not. He said he was about two minutes away. I look back out the windows and I now see that the man has pulled up to the gas pumps. He was actually pretending to fill up with gas, and I know it was fake because he was holding the pump to his headlight as he strained his eyes, staring into the Wawa. I was beyond scared. Two minutes go by, and I no longer see the man or his vehicle. My roommate showed up, and I ran to his car. I start explaining what had happened in detail, and as we pulled out of the parking lot, I had spotted the man at another gas pump, staring into the Wawa. The whole ride home, I kept checking out the side view mirror just to make sure that we weren't being followed. Luckily we weren't because we eventually made it home safe and I never saw that man again. A few days later, I had gotten my defense keychain that came with a taser along with pepper spray. I always keep it with me at all times now. I do still go walking to places to this day but never will I walk on that same side of town again. I know this may sound like one of those tamer stories compared to other people's stories, but I was honestly terrified that day. I had just moved out of my mother's house in September of 2020, and I was in a completely different state. 
I now know how to defend myself, but that seriously scared the hell out of me. For starters, I'm a 30-year-old female, and I can be very proud of the fact that I can be fearless and keep calm in dangerous or scary situations. I do not let bad things that happen control my everyday life and properly deal with them, but this one experience has continued to linger in the back of my mind, and I guess you could call it my one weakness. I mean, everyone has something they're afraid of, right? I was seven years old, and it was late summertime. During the summer after Sunday church, my parents, sister, and I, along with a few friends from our church, would go to the burger joint close by that was right on the edge of the downtown shopping area. Events like annual fairs, farmer markets, or special performances were always held there. That day, there was a surprise street performance and a few vendors that were promoting the circus that had come to town. It was the perfect day in every kid's dream. Face painters, a few carnival games with awesome prizes, giveaways, loud upbeat music, and a big ring roped off where clowns were putting on their stewed show, juggling, and small magic tricks. I really loved clowns. I had a piggy bank of a clown. I loved to learn their little skit routines, practice making balloons, etc. I often played around with the idea of being a clown when I grew up. I was having an absolute blast, and so were my family and friends, and everyone else in the community who came to participate. The weather was perfect, nice and sunny, but a breeze blowing through. It's important to note that at this time, my town was still rather small, fairly crime-free, and the people had this very trusting, everyone's your friend type of attitude, even if you had never seen the person there before. It was a time when parents would just let their kids run free without worry, so long as they were back before the streetlights came on. Towards the end of the day, many of the kids were growing tired of watching the street performance, and had totally exhausted all their parents spending money on games. So, I think as a way to discourage the destructive behavior of bored kids hyped up on sugar, clowns that weren't performing came out to entertain us all while the parents were still watching the show. This one clown in particular was a really big man and very happy looking. I remember thinking that if he put on a red suit and a beard, he would make the perfect Santa. His laugh seemed to boom over the crowd as he sat down in a chair and began to make balloon animals doing his best to keep all the greedy kids calm and orderly. I wanted a balloon animal very much, but despite my overly friendly, loud, and chatty personality, I was also very timid and shy towards anyone who acted aggressively. So when three older boys pushed me to the very back of the growing group of kids, away from my sister and friends, and wouldn't let me pass, I just quietly stood there, trying not to cry. I was also feeling rather hurt because my sister had watched what happened and didn't even try to help me, afraid that she too would lose her place close to the clown giving out the balloon animals. I decided that there was really no point trying to get back to the clown for a balloon animal. He would probably be out of balloons before it was my turn anyways. I turned around and I began to survey the area for what else there was to do there. That's when I saw him. I remember him so clearly. To my adult mind, I can see all the red flags now, but as a seven-year-old kid who was way too friendly and naive, I didn't. It was a clown standing under the shade of a tree, slightly separated from everything else. He had big red shoes, blue overalls with white stripes, a white long sleeve shirt with big red polka dots, a red wig, and the typical sad face clown makeup. 
I didn't notice then, but thinking back now, his clothing all looked worn, as if it was very old and not well kept, and probably hadn't even been washed, as opposed to all the other clowns whose clothing was very clean and brand new looking. I kind of just watched him for a moment. I never really liked it when clowns had sad faces, thinking that the person was sad and would try to cheer them up with jokes. The clown noticed me staring at him and slowly waved at me, and I waved back. He had slowly gestured for me to come over to him, so I did. It never even occurred to me not to trust him. My mom had sort of raised us to see clowns as sort of like police officers and firemen. If you were ever lost at a fair, find a clown to help you. If a clown tells you to do something, do it, because they're probably trying to protect you from something. I never heard of any creepy clown stories before this, and had no reason not to trust this stranger wholeheartedly. When I got to the disheveled looking clown, he had asked me why I looked so sad. I explained the situation and how I couldn't get a balloon animal. He leaned down to my level as best as he could. He was pretty tall, and he told me that he had candy and prizes back at the circus wagon, and wanted to know if I wanted to help him bring it out for all the other kids. And as a thank you, I could pick out whatever I wanted first, and that he'd even give me a special prize for being a good little helper. I was so excited. Not because of the promise of goodies, but because I was and still am an extremely helpful person by nature. Nothing makes me more happier than to help others out and to be a part of something that really brings out others' happiness. I was just about to say yes when I had got this really strange feeling. It was really odd and I couldn't put my finger on just what it was. Something just felt really wrong. I was really confused, but somehow I just thought that I would get in trouble for some reason. So I asked the clown if my sister and friends could come with, saying it would be easier if more people carried more stuff. He didn't look happy at this, and as he told me they were not allowed at the circus wagon, there was a note of anger in his overly friendly voice. I was so trusting, and I kind of just accepted that there must be a good reason they couldn't come, and that only I could, but I still felt off. I tried again, this time telling him okay, but that I had to go tell my parents where I was going. I didn't need to, as I said, just be back to them before sundown, but I was beginning to get scared, and I didn't know why. I just wanted the reassurance of my parents to kind of ease my nerves. Then, the clown had said something that truly pushed those small feelings of anxiety into first utter confusion, then full-on panic. He said, Your parents are at the circus wagon already, though. They're waiting for you. First the confusion, as I looked back over to the performance ring. My parents were still standing right where I left them. My sister was back with them too, holding her little balloon animal and clinging to my mom. But my parents are right there, I said, turning back to face the clown. Then the panic. His makeup may have made him look sad, but his eyes had something dark in them. He looked angry and intense. I felt all the fear wash over my body. I didn't know why I was scared of him, but I was. The clown grabbed my shoulder and squeezed rather hard. Come with me, he demanded. I didn't. I just ran straight to my parents. I'm honestly not sure how I even got away. They say even in a child that adrenaline can give you superhuman strength, but there's no way my little seven-year-old self could have broken out of that man's grip without dislocating my shoulder which isn't uncommon 
due to a family medical condition that causes dislocated joints to happen very easily and often. I think that he may have been afraid that if I screamed, he would have been caught, and so he let me go. Unfortunately, despite how shaken I felt, I didn't tell my parents. They were so distracted by the show that they didn't even notice something was wrong with me. By the time I had calmed down, I was pretty convinced that I would be in big trouble for disobeying an adult and rudely running away from them. I didn't fully understand the weight behind what had happened that day. It wasn't until years later that I realized it. He was not a clown working for the circus. He was a child predator who had a clown outfit and took an opportunity that arose. If I had actually done what he asked, who knows what would have happened to me. Ever since that day, I had stopped liking clowns. As time went by and I started to understand, the dislike for clowns grew more into a fear. I became completely terrified. In the past few years, I've really worked on my fear. I no longer panic at the sight of a clown, and I punch them if they get too close. I always give a warning though that I can't control myself, and I'll attack if they get too close. But some people seem to think it's funny. That is, until they have a bloody nose. Despite my hard work, they never stop making me feel uncomfortable, and I highly doubt that I'll ever actually like clowns again. I never saw that clown again. I can only hope that he's somehow been locked up and far away from any other little kids. This happened when I was in middle school. I can't really remember how old I was, maybe 13 to 14 years old. I'm now 25, but I used to walk to and from school every day. I would usually switch up the routes I'd take home depending on the weather and just how much energy I had after school. This day was a pretty nice day, but still kind of hot, so I decided to go to the easier route down a busy main street, which I hated. This day was just like any other day, until I got to some point on the road where there was a group of men hanging out in a parking lot. Keep in mind, the city was really known for drugs, kidnappings, killings, etc. It was pretty bad. Anyways, I'd got to a point on my way home where I had to walk past this group of men in a parking lot. And out of the group of men, one guy tried to talk to me in an inappropriate way that no grown man should ever talk to a teenager. So I just kept walking and I never answered him or looked back. But not even 20 seconds later after he tried to talk to me, I felt someone yank me down by my ponytail and then sock me in my face as if he was trying to make me go unconscious. He then starts to drag me down in an alleyway in broad daylight, mind you, in front of all the other men and I screamed out really loud for help. And luckily, there was a business owner of a small car lot who had heard me and he then ran over to help me and he told the man to leave me alone. I honestly don't know what would have happened to me if he had completely got me in that alleyway. Maybe he was gonna beat me, kidnap me, or even worse. As soon as I calmed down, the man who had saved me had brought me to his office. And I'm not even kidding. He actually tried to hit on me too while I was in his office. It made me so upset to the point that I just ran out of his office and ran all the way home. Once I got home, my mother had asked me what took so long, and I told her the story, so we called the police. The police tried looking for the man who had originally assaulted me in the alleyway, but unfortunately, he was never caught. I was 16 years old at the time of this story. 
For a little context, I was five foot three and 190 pounds. My sister and my mom had gotten into a really big fight, and my sister ended up storming out of the house and then running down the street. She's about three years younger than I am, so she was 13 at the time. I'm gonna call her Belle for the sake of the story. So Belle stormed out of the house, and I chased after her. I followed her all the way to my aunt's house, and for some context, my aunt lived maybe about three blocks away. My sister stormed my aunt's house, and when I found her there, she had stormed out yet again. She ran all the way home, and as I had started to head there as well to try and catch up with her, I had noticed a car that was right next to me, moving very slowly. It caught me off guard a bit. A man then got out of his car with the door open, and he offered me a ride. I said no, but he offered me again, and I told him no once more, and that I just lived right up the road, so it wasn't necessary, but I thanked him for the offer, and that's when things got scary. The man then slammed his hands on the roof of his car and said out loud, Get in the fucking car, bitch! I knew right then and there that this man had really dark intentions, and that I needed to run and get the fuck out of there ASAP. I ran and ran, and I managed to lose the guy until I finally made it home. As soon as I got home, I was in tears, and I was shaking. It was honestly the most scariest thing of my entire life. My story might not be the scariest, but it was definitely scary to me, being only 16 at the time, and never having anything like this happen to me before. Be safe out there.